we've been having a conversation with singer-songwriter Liz Victory the last couple episodes. We continue that conversation and stick around for a special music performance by her at the end. Let's run this by you. What would be your favorite color right now? Just right off the top of your head. Bang. Blue. Blue. Okay, cool. So what would be a shape that would mean something to you right now? The shape of a star, a heart, a emerald, topaz, baseball, cross, whatever. A heart's my thing. A heart. Okay, so <laughs> blue hearts. Okay. So let's imagine this list that you have a pocket full of blue hearts. However, they're not Crayola crayon color blue hearts. They're shimmering and magnificent and flowing. Ooh. And they're the most magnificent, exquisite objects on earth. And let's consider that these are your time. And everyone is born with what do they have? They have time. Right? They're given some time. So everyone walks around with a pocket full of these. And however, they're not mindful of using their time as currency. And when they're performing an action or doing some type of a deed or a thought or a word, they're actually reaching in their pocket and they're spending their time as currency. So when we ask people to stand back and look, what's the best investment of this irreplaceable object? There are no refunds, Mm -hmm. even if you have a receipt. And it's not Walmart. They won't give you a gift card for it if you want to (laughs) return it. So the idea is, is if you use your time as currency, what's the best investment of this exquisite object, irreplaceable? Physical interaction with my guitar, 100%. So as much playing of guitar as I can do, and it's, it's never enough. It would have to be like, 12 hours a day, and even then, I'm sure I would come up with some reason why it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. If you had a challenge to put out for your audience, if you had a challenge to put out for your brand of social activism, what would it be? If you had a challenge to, to put out there to people? I would say go to a show and see a live performance. It doesn't have to be music. It can be whatever it is you want. And if that's a little too much, I would say on the, the very low level, like I'm, I'm looking across the street at IGA, whenever I go out and get groceries, it's important to me to, to be like in an okay space because I feel like all of our interactions with the people around us have an effect. So when you go and do an inevitable thing, like probably go to the grocery store, have a positive interaction with your cashier. So there's the higher level like, oh, go out with a bunch of people. That's not always a bunch of people. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> go to a show, a live show of some comedy, music, uh, variety, improv, whatever. Um, or if that's a little too much, you know, start small and just like ask your cashier how their day has been. And they're probably going to be like, good. And that's all. And it'll be fine. Um, I really love my interactions at the grocery store. So. <laughs> That might be weird. Um, Not at all. But yeah, that's. I would say that would. Those are my level one and level five challenges. So what we often do sometimes in order to help people build up self esteem, we ask them to give legitimate compliments to others when they're when they're deserved and brighten up someone's day. It not only helps them, it helps us. There's a Buddhist term. They rather than curse and scream, they have a term called wow, and that's wishing hmm. others well. So when someone cuts you off on the highway or somebody's a jerk, you just say, wow. And when we wish them well, this, it doesn't necessarily do them any good, but it can certainly take some sting and bitterness out of our heart. I like that. That's cool. We use that then. And the Jewish... uh, the Jewish rabbis have a thing called 100 blessings a day. And you start off with uh, the person who perhaps dislikes you the most, or maybe you do have some bitterness in your heart. And you truly 
ask the creator or the divine or whatever is in the world to bless them. You give them whatever blessings you can. You truly wish them well. And then as I'm a Buddhist by philosophy, I'm a Quaker by affiliation. So what we do is we hold people in the light. And in that, when we hold people in the light, we attempt to join with or connect the creator's infinite love for that person. And it's difficult sometimes. Yeah. Right? When the Buddha talks about compassion, he talks about compassion which uh, is easy to have for your dog or a loved one, to have compassion for them. But when a Buddha talks about great compassion, it talks about your sense of awakened social justice for people that you don't know. Mm -hmm. People that are out there that they're human beings and they deserve courtesy and respect the same as everyone else does. Yeah, I'm a, I love humans, like, a lot. Um, and I feel that we are all very much the same. We're all skin. We're all bones. Uh, we all boil down to bones. That's a mantra that I had for myself when I was very angry for a while. Mm. Uh, most of my life I was very angry, but I developed that mantra uh, in one of my therapies. And I, I feel very strongly about equality. That's probably my number one um, like struggle against poverty, but equality is something that I really fight for. Being a woman is is part of it, but also just what I see around me and how confused I feel by it that people could be considered lesser for the way they love others or who they choose to love or what color their skin is. We all have skin. We all have brains. We're all using language to communicate. And even my godson, who uh, is nonverbal, he's developmentally disabled. He's very human. And he's amazing. And I just don't understand the people who have these prejudices against the very same humans as themselves. Now, you can go into ideology and cultures and belief systems and say that we're different in those ways, and that's fine and that's true. But at the end of the day, we're still made of all the same stuff. And I don't understand the prejudice against that and why we can't give everybody uh, equal opportunity and at least a, a baseline of love and understanding. Well, you, what you're talking about then is uh, what kind of the Hindu, the Buddhist type of philosophy is when they chant, and they chant in Sanskrit, and it's not necessarily the meaning of the words, it's a tonation, because everything's made up of vibrations, every, everything, if you're into string theory or quantum physics, things like that. Yeah. But however, there are only so many elements in the periodic table. There may be some more developed. But they're all made up of the same energy, protons, neutrons, electrons, whirling things that go around, and the, the vibrations. So basically, when we say, um, so, hum, that means I am that in, um, in, in Sanskrit. And when we keep repeating that over and over again, we're all made up of the same energy. Me, you, birds, water, rocks, stones, which is the, following the Buddhist philosophy, the Buddha forbid intentional killing. Okay, And when you talk about the Bible's Jesus, the Bible Jesus spoke 184 times in the New Testament about the responsibility to help the poor, the marginalized, the oppressed, the, the, the weary, the falsely imprisoned, the old, the infirmed. Do you think he meant it? Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> he probably meant that. So there's a there's a little line in the 12-step book that says, To Christ I concede the certainty of a great man, not too closely followed by those who claim him. So the idea is, is that uh, we treat people like our brothers. And they were, in the Bible's Jesus, they were always trying to trip him up and do whatever, and finally they did. Uh, mm -hmm. However, the scribes, they were lawyers that worked for the 
Pharisees who ran the show. And I came to him one day and I said, what are the two greatest commandments? And he said, love the Lord God with your whole heart, your whole soul, and your whole mind and love your neighbor as yourself, mm. which says that you can only love someone else-less in direct relation to how much you care about yourself. Oh, that... That proverb used to make me so angry. Mm. I get it now, but it took time for me to understand why. And uh, the reason it made me so angry is because I was in a place of self-hate for a very long time, mm. most of my life. Um, really, my life has changed dramatically since I turned 30. So if that, if everybody wants to take that to heart and think that, that 30 is like the greatest it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm like so much happier in into my 30s than I've ever been in my whole life. Um, but originally, I was in a place of self-hate. And I'm full of love. Like, I'm just bursting with love. So when I share my love with somebody, it's it's a lot of love. And I think it's a pretty great love, you know? So I felt like that proverb sort of trashed the love I was expressing to others. What I didn't understand is if I hate myself and somebody else loves me, then I hate that thing that somebody else loves. And that is an injustice to the person I care about. And like no one took the time to explain this to me. So I kind of had to work it out on my own. And it was definitely like a learn the hard way kind of thing where I had like harmed myself in a way. And the person I loved had to deal with it. And then I see it from that perspective. I'm like, oh, my God. So when I hurt myself and I cause myself harm, that really hurts that person because how would I feel if they were hurt in this way? And that, that's seriously like a recent development, too. It took mm -hmm. me a long time to figure this stuff out. Well, it sounds, to, uh, it sounds to us like you've learned to talk to yourself as if you would talk to a friend. Yeah, I had to develop a positive relationship with myself as well. Have you made well. friends with yourself, Liz? Yeah. I feel really good about myself now. Like I definitely have my bad times where I like freak out and I'm angry because I messed something up. Well, I but hope so. Yeah, everybody is going to mess stuff up. If we don't mess stuff up, I don't know, figure so, out if you're the second, co third coming or something. Like. <laughs> I are looking to hire a friend and, and uh, you applied for the job. Okay, and I called someone as a reference. I said, "Liz Victory uh, is applying for a job as my friend. What would you? How would you recommend her? What would you? What would you tell me about her that would lead her to be qualified to be a friend? To be a friend? Yes. Uh, loyalty and honesty, integrity, all my favorite stuff. <laughs> uh, kindness. Um." This is a friend resume, not the work resume. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would I would say those are the the top picks in terms of things if, you're going to get out of friendship. And if I were asking, I'd say, okay, so uh, those all sound real wonderful. So how also, if I was going to uh, hire lists for this position, what are some of the challenges that I might look for from from Miss List? What are some of the things she might want to work on? Well, she struggles with bipolar disorder, mm -hmm. so that's something you're definitely going to have to think about when you hire her, <laughs> which is very true. I always have to have that conversation with the people hiring me, mm -hmm. um, which makes where I work kind of like a niche. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd say that's one of the number one things that I struggle with because mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to have a, a crazy anxiety attack and yeah. have to call off work. 
So that's that really sucks. Well, does that disorder define who you are? Um, no, but it's a major player. And it's, it's a player. What's however, going on? However, my hope is that you walk into a room and you say, hi, I'm Liz Victory, rather than nobody walks into a room, I hope, and says, hi, I'm bipolar. Well, it depends on the support group you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's um, true. no, I, the, really the only time I bring it up is if I feel like it's relevant to the situation and I want people to know because it's that same, I, I guess I'm preoccupied with setting precedents for other people. So, oh, are you struggling with a mental illness? I am too. You're struggling with poverty. I am too. Here are the ways I've overcome it. Here are the ways I'm still working on it. You know, do you do you need a suicide hotline number, which apparently people don't realize are really there and accessible? Um, can I uh, help you find psychological services? Can I help you get a gig? What are you doing uh, this day? Because we have an open mic. I just constantly want to to give to people. So you share what works in your life. I, I try to as much as possible, as well as what doesn't work, because I want to warn people as well. <laughs> Well, certainly. Well, that's that's what we all try to do. We, Rather than tell people what to do, we try to tell them, well, here's what worked in my life. Mm -hmm. And if you care, and try to give them guideposts along the way. You, you've heard the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make him drink. Yeah. However, less, you can make them thirsty. <laughs> so, so the idea is that through your own story and your own accomplishments, just like our full impact mindfulness tattoo, the coming out of the chrysalis into a world of color. And it's a, it can be a hard crawl out of there, Liz. And I appreciate and I applaud your courage. No, thank you. And I applaud your courage even for being on this show. <laughs> oh, no problem. I really liked the show when I was listening to it. So so could you possibly uh, share with everyone out there how they could contact you? I particularly enjoyed your website with uh, the upcoming dates and where you were at. A lot of great information. So could you share with us? Uh, could you share with Mike? Yeah. Uh, my website is listvictory.com. That's L-I-S-S victory.com. You can find me on Twitter at listvictory, uh, Instagram at listvictory, and Facebook, unfortunately, because of somebody in Utah, uh, facebook.com slash listvictorymusic. That's L-I-S-S victory music. I also do a show called That Broadcast that airs live every Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. And we do pay attention to our comments and we talk to you. So please feel free to tune in and talk to us. It's on Facebook. It's on riversedgepgh.com. And um, I feel like it's on, oh, tune in radio. Yeah, a bunch of places. I love the show. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, Liz, uh, you're delightful. And if you find that you have no place else that you're welcome at, you're always welcome here. Oh, well, thank you. I really enjoyed our talk. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll end the show with uh, Liz doing a performance of Kodachrome Heart. Yeah. From the pain Is this really how we have left to gain? You make your money, build up your fantasy land You think you own it, like you can hold it in your own hands Well, you Oh, drone. 
check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait.